And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Fifteen. On today's Fancy Baseball on 15, we'll consider the fallout from an injury to a top pitcher. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have not had uh, three cold brews uh, yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball on 15. On The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Tuesday, June 15th, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. I'm Al Melchior. I'm here with Michael Beller. And Michael, let's start with a bit of unwelcome news. Shane Bieber has been placed on the IL with the shoulder strain. He is going to be shut down from throwing for two weeks, and then he'll be reevaluated. So uh, the obvious implication there is that we just have to wait and see and stash uh Possibly uh, the one of the best uh, pitchers. Uh, I think Degrom's probably the top, but right after that, there's an argument for Bieber. Um, but uh, the more difficult is figuring out how to deal with um, that Cleveland rotation. So I would think that there's more stability now for Cal Quantrill and uh, Jean Carlos Mejia. Uh, do you have any interest in them? Do you see anybody else entering into this picture that's relevant? No, I think it's those two guys who we're going to be looking at going forward. And interest level in them is mild. Um, you know, this is a team with a very strong pitching infrastructure. It's a team that has proved to be competitive once again. So you would think there's going to be some win upside here. As we sit here right now, knowing what uh, Bieber is dealing with, I will say that these guys are on the stream discussion. And if they do well in a couple of starts, maybe they can push beyond that. All right. And uh, some other big injury news as well. Tyler Glass now uh, leaving his start early, feeling a tug in his elbow over his last few pitches against the White Sox. So that's obviously one to track closely. Anthony Rendon leaving the Angels game against the Athletics with a tricep injury. Matthew Boyd leaving his start against the Royals early, also with a triceps injury and most likely headed to the injured list. Kent Maeda and Luis Arias activated by the Twins. Maeda pitching on Monday against the Mariners and pretty, pretty fair start. Seven uh, strikeouts for him, but only four innings deep. Uh, Michael Pineda going on the IL. So a little bit of uh, equilibrium there in the Twins rotation. And Rob Snyder also on the IL for Pineda. It's right elbow inflammation for Snyder. It's a hamstring injury. And more Twins news, Byron Buxton dealing with hip soreness. So that may delay his return, at least by a little bit. Dave Roberts says that Cody Bellinger has not improved much in terms of his hamstring injury and so there's possibility that Bellinger maybe does go on the IL. Max Scherzer is not going to start this Wednesday. He's dealing with that groin injury. Andrew Benintendi going on the IL with a fractured rib. Edward Olivares back from Omaha again. Prodigal son. Back. <laughs> he returns. 
Uh, Steven Matz, he has been on the COVID IL, but we now have news that that was due to a positive test. However, Matz has subsequently tested negative, but he is still in the 10-day isolation period. Luke Voigt uh, has started a rehab assignment, started this Sunday with AAA Scranton Wilkes-Barre. Also, Jeff McNeil on Sunday, beginning a rehab assignment with High Class A Brooklyn. So Voigt and McNeil, respectively, could be back later this week with the Yankees and Mets. George Springer and Mike Moustakis uh, slated to start rehab assignments on Tuesday. So good news for them. Eloy Jimenez cleared for baseball activity, so still not close to a return. But uh, on his way, maybe we see him later this year. And a little bit of closer news, Drew Steckenrider getting his first save of the season for the Mariners. Got it against the Twins on Monday night. Uh, how do you see that Mariners save situation shaping up anybody to go out and try to get, including second rider? Same as it's been all season. You can chase uh, your tail around if you want to with this bullpen and all the guys who they are rotating between. But I think if we know anything about it, it's that there's not going to be one set guy. You have to be desperate for saves in a saves only league to really go after anyone here. All right. Uh, yeah, that one's still very much uh, in, in flux. Uh, and finally, MLB will announce on Tuesday that there will be 10-day suspensions for those who are caught using a foreign substance, uh, pitchers specifically. So uh, we've been waiting to see what MLB would do there, and uh, we will have that news and those specifics at some point on Tuesday. All right, let's take a look at the Monday standouts. Jake Fraley continues to rake for the Mariners, two for two with a couple of walks against the Twins on Monday night. So his slash line now, Michael, is up to 279, 493, 549. A lot of walks there for Jake Fraley, but the rest of that line's pretty nice too. And tossing four stolen bases into that line, just over 73 plate appearances. I've not really been moving on Fraley so far. Um, should I be? And and what maybe where shouldn't I be yet? I don't think there's anywhere where you wouldn't be. I guess where you wouldn't be would be that you're just set in the outfield and you really don't need the extra person. But that uh, you know that's more circumstantial than anything. I think Fraley's totally worth an add. And something you look at here is that there's going to be some moves made in that Seattle uh, offense. And I think there's going to be some trades made by that team. And so maybe he secures even more playing time, or maybe his playing time, which already feels secure is made even more secure. Once this team does in, end up making some moves with the trade deadline, but with what he's doing now, even if it's just a short-term hot streak, you want to get in on it. I, I think that Fraley is that there is a spot for him in every 14 team league, 15 team league, certainly, and maybe even reaching down to 12s while he remains this hot. All right. Well, there's definitely a more crowded, more difficult outfield situation in Cincinnati. Seems like there always is. Uh, It's a little bit more crowded now. Aristides Aquino is back and homered in his first game back for the Reds, his third homer of the season. uh, This against the Brewers on Monday night. So coming back from that uh, surgery uh, to repair his hammock bone. Uh, And... The, the plan there for Aquino is apparently just to fit him in wherever, probably a little bit of platooning against lefties, um, a lot of work off the bench. But do you think there's enough there with you know a very solid outfield already in place in Cincinnati? Is there enough there to look at him in mixed leagues? I don't think so for the exact reason you said. It's just it, it's too strong of an outfield. It's too solid of an outfield to really want to get involved with. I mean, Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker are the top or the second and third vote getters right now for the NL All-Star game. Those guys aren't going anywhere. Those guys are playing every single day. So you're already down to one spot that you're hoping to platoon. I don't know. It gets it gets pretty dicey. And then on top of that, right, like 
Winker and Castellanos, neither of them's really a natural center fielder, and Aquino certainly isn't a natural center fielder. I think you're looking at a guy who can make a real-life impact for the Reds, but the opportunities are going to be few and far between, too few and far between, for us to care about him too much in the fantasy world. Uh, well, the one starter that you didn't mention, Tyler Naquin, and of course he is their solution in, in center field. So do you worry at all about his playing time, given that there's a seemingly sort of a natural platoon here? I, I do worry about his playing time a little bit, but again, I think it gets to a point where we're talking about those guys as not fantasy relevant any longer, more than we are bumping Aquino up on, into a fantasy relevant role. All right, well, let's take a look at some of the better pitchers from Monday. Austin Gomber, he keeps rolling eight scoreless. And this was a course field against the Padres. Eight scoreless uh, with just three hits and no walks allowed. Only four strikeouts in this one for Gomber. But uh, I know we've come around to this question the last maybe three, four times that Gomber has started. But is he must start at this point? And, you know, I say that understanding that roughly half of those starts happen in Colorado. Yeah, I don't know what else he would have to do to prove to us that he's must-start at this point. He's done it all. He's checked all those boxes, and one of those boxes includes pitching well in Colorado. So, yes, I, I am. if I am an Austin Gomber manager, he is in there without even a second thought every time he takes them out. All right. Uh, Alex Wood getting back on track after a string of three kind of difficult starts. Uh, this one against the Diamondbacks, so it was at Oracle Park against a team that's not one of the better offenses, but uh, you know he, he passed the test, six innings, two runs on four hits and a walk, seven strikeouts. Very nice line for Alex Wood there, but coming into that off of that string of three starts that produced 15 runs over 15 innings with four home runs. Uh, is is this just uh, something where you look at it and say, well, you know, show this against a better offense and maybe a more challenging venue, or should we just continue to be all in on Alex Wood? Yeah, I don't think that I, I need to see more from him against a better offense because, you know, we've seen pretty decent results from Alex Wood across the board. I would more look at the three starts before that and say that, you know, he's still a guy who's going to give you a high three ZRA uh, and a whip uh, sitting somewhere in like the 115 to 12 range, I would guess, for the rest of the season. So you should expect little blips like that. But I, I'm not writing off Alex Wood or I'm not saying, oh, you know, this is just the Diamondback. Show me a little bit more. He is what he is. He's a solid SP4. All right, and uh, Vladimir Gutierrez, uh, nice start for him in Milwaukee. Two runs over six innings on four hits and two walks with six Ks. I know you and I have both expressed a little bit of skepticism about Gutierrez as a viable streamer. Does this change your mind at all about that? Yeah, a little bit. I think we've seen too much from him to not call him a viable streamer. I still think we're sticking there, though, Al. I don't think we're talking about him just yet as a go out and claim and keep for the long haul in 15 teamers. He is firmly on the stream radar. He has pitched well enough to get to that point. I still want to see a little bit more before I push him past that point. Okay. And I know for Monday's start against the Cubs, David Pearson was a hard no from you. Yes, did, did pretty well. <laughs> only three strikeouts in six innings, but also only one hit allowed. No runs, two walks. Uh, and in Peterson's defense, not you know outstanding, but pretty good ratios, including 28.8% CSW, 83.3% contact rate on pitches in the strike zone. Again, you know, not eye popping, but but very good ratios there. So does this change your mind at all? Not really. More descriptive of what he did in that start than predictive. And that was a Cubs lineup that was without Javier Baez. Ian Happ was not in that lineup. Jock Peterson got the bench uh, against a lefty. So, you know, good start, but not something that I'm projecting forward for him in a big way. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, now let's take a look at the streamers for Tuesday. We start off uh, with a game where both sides of could of the game could be streamed, Sammy Long and Corbin Martin. Then you got Shane McClanahan going up against the White Sox, Tucker Davidson taking on the Red Sox in Boston, Mike Miner and the Royals get the Tigers, Quang Hung Kim going up against the Marlins, Andrew Heaney in Oakland taking on the A's, and then Tyler Anderson at Washington. Any of those people jump out at you as a top candidate to stream for Tuesday? Well, the ones that really jump out at me are Sammy Long and Shane McClanahan. Now, I understand that McClanahan is not necessarily going to be a streamer for everybody. There's a few here. I think Tucker Davidson, uh, Mike Miner could probably include in that list as pitchers that are sort of working their way out of the streamer streamer category. Uh, but if you certainly can stream McClanahan, I would. And Miner, for that matter. Uh, great matchup, and he's been really solid. So I uh, probably should add Miner to that list. But if you can't stream Miner or McClanahan, I would say definitely stream Sam. Sammy Long, who I think is going under the radar because mm-hmm. a lot of the platforms don't know how to categorize him, maybe don't give him the start because maybe he won't get the start. He'll be the the bulk reliever instead. But either way, he should pitch uh, several innings against the Diamondbacks. So I'm all in on Sammy Long. Uh, Tucker Davidson at Boston, I don't like the matchup. And I'm also not really loving Davidson's peripherals either. So I'd, I'd like to see him do a bit more. And this might uh, be a start where he can... He can certainly build that resume with a, a, a tough opponent. Corbin Martin, uh, I think if we were talking to Derek Van Riper, we'd hear something different, but I'd also like to see a little bit more from him. And then the last three that you mentioned, Kim, Haney, Anderson, I like them. They're, I put kind of put them in the middle of this group, uh, but Kim, pretty nice matchup there with the Marlins and really pretty solid before going on the IL. This will be his first start off of the IL. Uh, Haney at Oakland. I'm probably skipping that one just due to the matchup, but Haney is certainly streamable. And I'd say same thing for Anderson that, uh, I like him to stream, but probably not at nationals park. So yep. For me, it's long McClanahan minor. There you go. I will say, just keep an eye on Corbin Martin. If he throws the ball well against San Francisco might be someone to start thinking about in a more long-term way as our buddy DVR would like to say as well. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, well, let's wrap up the show here, Michael, with our weekly gambling spotlight. All right. Three picks for you today. I look at that Tigers-Royals game. The Tigers are plus 120, so a little bit of plus money on your bet there with Casey Mize uh, taking the ball against Mike Miner. Plus 120 again on BetMGM. I like that quite a bit. 
because of the way that Casey Mize has pitched recently. So I'm looking at the Tigers. I'm also looking at the Reds and Brewers. Uh, BetMGM's got that installed with an over-under of 8.5. I like the over in that game. You've got Luis Castillo, who has not pitched well this season, going up against Brett Anderson. Soft-tossing lefty against the Reds lineup. I don't think that is a recipe for success. So I think that game gets to 9 or more runs. And then the Marlins are a tiny bit of plus money, even money at plus 100 against the Cardinals on BetMGM. Trevor Rogers taking the ball for the Marlins. They definitely have the pitching advantage. That's enough for me to get in on them against a Cardinals team that is reeling over the last two and a half weeks. All right. Well, uh, some interesting matchups here, both from a fantasy and gambling perspective on the Tuesday slate, to be sure. So uh, that's going to be it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball on 15. And as always, we just remind you that if you do have a moment to rate and review this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. So for Michael Beller, I'm Al Melker, and we'll be right back here on Wednesday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.